Welcome to episode 272 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and I have a couple guests this week. Uh, Jill McKinley's back on the show. How are you doing, Jill? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Yeah, really great to have you. And uh, unfortunately, Jeff McCammon couldn't make it this week, but so awesome to have Chuck Joyner fill in for him. I really appreciate it. How are you doing, Chuck? Hey, I'm doing good, Dave. Um, thank you for having me. It's just emergency guests break the glass. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was it was awesome that you're going to be here because we got a lot to talk about. My gosh, there's just a lot of lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in the Apple world that's been going on. Really, good, we're going to hit some of the news stories, uh, but uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to talk about iOS 17. It's been out for oh what a couple of days this week as we record. I'll mention a little bit about the iPhone. That's uh, we're on iPhone and Apple Watch Eve, and um, don't there's all kinds of tips here. We're going to talk about with iOS 17 here. So let's uh, dive right into it. Uh, my first story is actually I wanted to mention this that uh, I'm excited about this that uh, the folks from iAmazing we've always been talking about iAmazing that that uh, that great application that allows you to do a, a nice backup of your iPhone and your iPad uh, in, in a remote loca- uh, external location as well as uh, being able to uh, restore things much easier and quicker uh, than you can and have a lot more granular control than uh, than you can with an with an Apple backup. Uh, they are coming out with beta version three. They just announced it uh, this week um, and letting everybody take a test drive on it. And uh, uh, I started, I started playing around it and took a look a little bit about it, look a little bit about it. And uh, it does have uh, quite a um, updated interface, which is cool. New home screens and showing some of the upcoming features. Now, by all means, I, if you, if you use this as your daily backup regiment, uh, I would probably install this separately. You could try it out. Like we always say, don't don't dive into beta unless uh, some of us here do uh, to, to take a look at this. Um, uh, Chuck, are you are you are, do you use iAmazing at all? You've been backing up your devices. Oh yeah, I I, I definitely use iAmazing, um, and I saw the notification for the new version. And frankly, mm-hmm. it was just a crazy day, and I didn't get to do anything about it. But iAmazing yep. is one of those tools that I think has achieved almost requirement status at this point. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely right, don't you think, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I I'm not someone who uses it as much as I should, uh, yeah. but this this is the basically the missing piece of software for your iDevices. It yeah. allows you to do all the things that you want to be able to do, uh, but Apple just doesn't let you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's it's incredible how much granular control you have of your device and being able to extract things that you wouldn't normally be able to in a standard mm-hmm. iCloud backup uh, or any other backup for that matter. Um, Jill, did you, do you use iAmazing? Have you been using it before? I contemplated it before and I wasn't quite sure what it did compared to the regular backups you had with iPhone and iPad. And then I think a couple of weeks ago, I heard Brittany explain some use cases for it, You know, particularly if you're going yep. to a country and you didn't want everything on your phone or something i thought those were great and i plan on investigating it after this yeah you 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 should and and in fact this is a great time for it, it to come out uh in beta but again it's not something you want to do as a primary way you stick with their current version i believe is 2.7 2.18 i believe it is uh but you'll see the latest version in the two, uh, version two they're going to give a great discount i think it's about 50 percent off of its regular price for those who who jump on it uh sooner um uh but uh 
another good reason is that many of us getting new iPhones uh, this coming week isn't a bad idea to run your backups. Uh, and, I mean, you know, I, I normally run my iCloud backup and all other backups, but I'm definitely going to run my iMazing backup as well. It's very, it comes in handy a number of times when you come back and say something's missing. You know, like maybe especially messages is kind of a no- notorious thing of not coming back when you restore it. Uh, uh, sometimes, not all the time, but so check it out. Links in the show notes here. Um, and uh, a couple of things here I want to talk about in the news here. Um, Apple is now encrypting titles of voice metals that are voice memos stored in iCloud on iOS 17 and Mac OS Onema for added privacy. So starting with all those OSs, all the latest ones, they're uh, iOS 17 and iPad OS 17 is out and Mac OS Sonoma will be out uh, next week as we record this. Um, and what they've done is that as a result of this change, Apple saying that the titles of existing voice memos might only show the date and the time of the recording uh, on on devices that are uh, running older versions. And there is a support document and link in, in this article uh, and saying that... Uh, that you, that they're saying that because of the additional encryption, when you update one of your iOS devices to the new versions, your devices that haven't yet updated with older versions of voice memos may display just the date and time, so you won't know what it is. So make sure you update uh, when you when you're ready to do this. Um, but I, I I welcome this. This this is a good thing because now it's encrypted. You don't have anybody where to get a hell of this. You won't know what it is. They they have no idea. What do you think on this, Joe? Oh, I think it's great. I think as soon as we think of everything to encrypt, someone will steal something else and then some movie star will find out something yeah. that we didn't want to. Mine are all made up of you parked on 3D, you need to buy apples. <laughs> so I don't mind, so much, but I can see this problem <laughs> for some people. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. How about you, Chuck? This, is a, this I think, is, is a good uh, good thing they're doing. You know, it's, it's a, it is a good thing because it seems like all we do is open open our web browsers or our, our RSS feeds, there's always somebody that's hacked something. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm kind of like Joe. I'm not sure that anything I have is is worthy of being hacked. But at the same time, just the idea that somebody might be able to is, is yeah. a little distressing because it's, it ends up causing you to pause and think, should I send that? You know, should I, should I send that? that message to Ben or to Jill or to you that, you know, could be misinterpreted by someone somehow. And, and that's, that's quickly what it's turning into is, you know, it's, it's not what reality is. It's what reality is, is sold to us as. So I I think it's a sign of the times and it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that Apple's trying to be one of the leaders in this, in the encrypted communications. I know they're going to draw fire for it, but yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. <laughs> How about you, Ben? Um, yeah, this is this is great for privacy. Um, you can actually tell a lot about what's in there by uh, the title, even if it's encrypted. You can tell the title, did you say? I, uh, if the rest of it's encrypted, but the title mm-hmm. isn't, you can tell a lot about the contents of that memo. Okay. Okay. Um, so just, uh, just be aware of this. It's, it's keeping you secure. Uh, next story here is, uh, you know, again, we're, there's so many OS updates this week. Uh, I mean, I, I have just mentioned the, or the early this afternoon, as we're recording this, I'm, we must've got inundated at least 10 emails from Apple security, which I subscribe to. And many of us techie people do that every, every OS was updated. <laughs> 
with the, with the update, which I'll t- we'll talk about here in just a minute. But uh, TVOS, uh, surprisingly, we're going to have something to talk about with that because there has been quite a bit of changes with this. But uh, I find this to be a great a new feature that, the, that Apple has now added. The Apple TV can now be restored with an iPhone starting with iOS 17. So starting with iOS 17 and TVOS uh, 17 software updates released this, this, this past week, any Apple TV HD or 4K model experiencing problems can be restored by a, with a nearby iPhone. There's a new support document that talks about it. Uh, the black screen or, or with an, an iPhone appears on the TV, the uh, users can unlock their iPhone, hold it close to the Apple TV, then follow the on-screen recovery steps on the iPhone. When the recovery process is completed, I, the Apple TV will, will reboot. On the HD version, how uh, on the Apple H, uh, Apple TV HD version, there is a USB-C port that allows the device to be restored with a Mac over the wired connection. However, there is no USB-C port on any of the new 4K models, so it's advising customers to contact Apple support to restore those models with uh, uh, with a new iPhone-based restore method. That's no longer necessary. So hallelujah to this because. Uh, Many of the time, I support Apple TVs in in in, in uh, with work here, and uh, had times where it, it's bricked and you can't you can't get it restored because it's it's being managed by something by an MDM. Uh, then what do you do? Well, other than having an Ethernet connection, and many times you don't want to spend the money on an Ethernet version of uh, that would be the 4K 128. Uh, you uh, don't have that opportunity, so this is this is a welcome thing being able to do. What do you think, Ben? Um, this is making me do the ha- the happy dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception, look, I have multiple Apple TVs in literally every TV EOS generation from the from the OG HD all the way up to the brand new 128 gigabyte uh, third mm-hmm. gen 4K. Um, quite frankly. Every time it goes to uh, update, there's just a little bit of pit in my stomach for a few minutes, because if it does not work, I will be driving to Madison. (laughs) Now? To to your nearest Apple store, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, 95 miles away. You can just send it to me and I'll bring it in. She's right. She's nearby. I'm nearby. Do, do yeah. you, I assume you have Apple TVs, Joe? Do you, do you use them? That's my last holdout. I have bought everything okay. Apple now except for Apple TV. But I think this fall I'm going to because the A things have been just disappointing me lately. And this, again, yeah. is the last thing. And I haven't been disappointed by Apple yet. So mm-hmm. getting away from uh, Fire it's... Sticks would be great. I have all the, you know, cause I'm crazy. I have Roku. I have a Google TV. I mean, I've, I, I want to try them all out, but, and luckily those devices are inexpensive. I didn't go with the high end models, but yeah. Um, every time I go back, it's like, why am I even bothering with this? Apple TV is so much better. It really yeah. has the interface. What do you think, Chuck? Um, you know, I t- I'm taking a little bit different slant on this. First of all, it's good. It's great. You know, I've, I can't say that I've had that many issues with my Apple TVs that needed something like this. But it feels like this is just one more little nicety that comes from being an Apple user and being part of the Apple ecosystem. Um, and so I, I I love it. I don't know why it wasn't done before. They're, you know, maybe they just never got around to it. But at the end of the day, same thing. It's just it gives you an option. And I, I'm sure glad we we can save Ben a 95 uh, mile drive. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. Honestly, sure. it should have been done the second they took away the USB C port. Yeah, I agree. And I think we all support people, you know, who don't know technology maybe as well as we do. And to just mm-hmm. give them an option where they can feel like they can control their devices, that's yeah. it's worth everything. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um uh, next story here, Apple has updated uh, pages, keynote, and numbers for both iOS and iPadOS 17, as well as macOS and Noma, um, and, and Ventura too. Uh, Apple today has updated uh, their suite of iWork apps. Actually, this was today as we record this. It uh, just got released. It's adding new features to those those applications in the iWork world. Um, on the iPhone and the iPad, the three iWork apps are now going to support 3D objects uh, in the USDZ file format. Apple says these can be added to the documents to bring new dimensions to your work. Um, in Keynote, specifically embedded animations within the USDZ files can be played or a magic move can be used to anima- animate uh, 3D objects uh, across there. It does support uh, stickers uh, and updated emoji interface and uh, many other features. Uh, even gives the options to be able to collaborate on, on documents over FaceTime. That's kind of cool, uh, being able to do that and uh, mm-hmm. suggest documents when uh, when you're using Spotlight. Um, and uh, so the link in your show notes has all the links to the updates, and you you go right in the App Store and be able to get your updates. Uh, I just did them a little while ago. Um, Chuck, what do you think? I mean, I think this this the suite just continues to evolve and get better. Yeah, and. You know, I, I don't want to come across as negative here, um, not against Apple, but if you if you work with Keynote, it's fun to work with Keynote. If you work with PowerPoint, you want to pull, pull your fingernails out. It is just <laughs> such it is such a god awful yeah. mess. Um, and and unfortunately, as all of these suites try to add new features and yeah. do different things, I feel like Apple definitely has the uh, the edge on just integrating them into the interface instead of slapping up yet another menu bar, another another toolbar, another pull down, pull down, pull down menu. Um, and so, you know, I'm I'm excited to play with some of the 3D things inside of Keynote because I I can see I know what a what an incredible difference magic move made. And it feels like this yeah. is going to be one more thing that if you combine the 3d formats with all the other existing keynote features it's just going to get more fun yeah uh how about you jill do you use the iwork suite i am working my way towards moving entirely off of office and into the iwork suite and i consider myself an expert on all of the uh, office suite items but there are some Mm -hmm. things that are so unintuitive like i spent hours at work putting bullet points in a document and then I'd bullet point the next section and it would give me different yeah. bullet points. How about you give me the ones I just picked? What about that? And I'm hoping I find a little bit more intuitiveness as I get more and more used to the uh, Apple suite of products. Yeah. Thoughts on this, on Ben? I've used uh, iWork from the second Apple released it to replace Apple Works. Mm. Oh I God. love it. Apple works. <laughs> uh, this might be a little bit more functionality that, yeah, yeah that, oh, I was a Claris works user, uh, but uh, I mean, it's more functionality that I will use, but somebody will, and this will make it a lot easier to use that functionality than the corporate mandated disaster that is mm. MS works. 
or MS office, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Yep. So good, good stuff. Uh, go out, update them. It's uh, it, it'll make some improvements here. So, uh, hey, Dave, couple, Dave go ahead, yeah, do, go ahead. You, do you mind if I just throw something in? Uh, do. I, I think that folks, if you aren't using Keynote and you don't need to do presentations, still get familiar with Keynote because Keynote, you can do yeah. some amazing graphics work just in one mm-hmm. panel and then export that out. And if yeah, you mm-hmm. want, if you have the need for like a small animation or something, you can do that and export that out as a movie. And I so often I think we get hung up on this idea that this is like PowerPoint and, you know, it's used for corporate presentations. And it mm-hmm. really, if you just kind of turn the knob just a little bit and in your thinking, you can find so many ways to use it that are so, so useful. So I yes, that's a little bit of an advertisement for Keynote, but I do think it's it's an opportunity for use that a lot of people miss. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Uh, uh, take a take advantage of it. Take a look at it. It's free. I mean, my gosh, Apple gives it away to every Mac user. Yeah. So uh, can't you can't complain about that one bit. Um, a couple updates I want to report on. Uh, uh Apple Watch, the watch OS 10.0.1 was released uh, today as we record this. There was a minor update. Uh, that when it re- 10 virtually came out, you kind of have to expect that the, the 0.1 ver- uh, versions are going to be out. Um, it uh, There really wasn't any uh, notification of what it really fixes, but other than it's just security some updates. minor bugs. It's mostly security updates, right? Right. Um, so um, they also released 9.6.3 for those who have not updated to 10, uh, Watch OS 10. So yeah, pretty much all those announcements from today were security updates, which we'll hit here in just a minute. Um, so Important to get that updated. We'll talk about iOS just a minute here. Uh, and um, the the other thing was interesting is uh, this th- this article here. It's Watch OS 10.1, which hasn't even been uh, in beta or yet or even released. Uh, MKBHD or Marcus Brownlee, uh, of course, surprise, already has the uh, the, the latest uh, Apple Watch, uh, the Series Nine, and he was using uh, demonstrating the the Ultra Two. And the double tap gesture that Apple made such a big deal about is uh, not ready just yet. So when you get when I get my Apple Watch Series Nine tomorrow, I am not going to be able to do the double tap because it's not going to be released until ten point one. The first beta will probably come out next week, uh, and Apple announced that software update will be probably next month. So you're gonna, people are going to go a whole month of being able to of all the th- exciting things people got uh, from from that. I think. Um, but he, I did watch the video and, uh, they even gave him advanced copy of 10.1 so he could actually talk about it and demonstrate it on his video. So what a surprise there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, and, and, and another thing too, is the fact that, you know, the Apple watch really isn't a, there isn't a huge incremental jump between the nine and then some of the older ones. I have a series seven, so I decided, you know, it's two versions. Um, I, I don't mind doing it, but he even said that you I wouldn't go with anything unless you have something as old as the series three. So it's really, you know, buyer beware of what you want. Uh, you know, I don't generally have been updating Apple watches every year, like I do iPhones. Um, but, uh, it's kind of a sad thing that they, uh, they didn't release this just yet. What are your thoughts on this Chuck? I'm a little surprised because I'm using, I'm, I'm now using the double tap on my seven. Because the, uh, through accessibility, through accessibility. Right? and mm-hmm. and I've I've made no secret about this that I somehow I missed this capability completely, 
when when they started talking about double tap and then people said it was available, I tried it and I'm running watch OS seven now with the latest version of watch OS and it works probably, I think 95 to 98% of the time, once in yeah. a while, for whatever reason, it, it won't do it. But, and I've been shocked at how just how much I've used it and how convenient it is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm a little surprised that if this is supposed to be a tentpole, tentpole feature of, of the new watch and the new, and therefore the new watch OS, um, that it's not there. But at the end of the day, man, I tell you, I, 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 I give somebody a lot of credit because it, and yes, we've all talked about how it may be part of visions interface, but this is going to get right. us used to it. And frankly, I think it's going to get us addicted to it. It could. Uh, he did demonstrate the comparison because he was talking about, okay, why, okay, Apple, why are you not allowing this to be the actual double tap that they're going to offer be available on older models? I mean, I understand if you're talking about a series three or a series four, of course not, mm-hmm. but series eight is not that old. Um, and Apple doesn't give a good reason other than the fact that, well, it's got to be a S nine SIP chip for it to, uh, uh, for it to work. Uh, he did demonstrate the, the accessibility settings on the older watch in under, um, uh, under OS, uh, Mac watch OS nine. And, uh, it does work most of the time, but there is some times where it was giving them, you know, uh, giving some issues. I mean, cause you could do, you can clinch your fist, a lot of other accessibility for, you know, it's designed for people who have, you know, mobility issues in their hands and want to be able to, to access it. So, um, so it is, uh, this definitely interesting. You have any thoughts on this, Ben? Um, for one, not surprised Marquez got hooked up. Uh, yeah, the dude course. has does such a great job, and he has well, connections that nobody else does. But, Eighteen million followers, too. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Probably why he got to do, drive a Amazon van in his newest video today. But, yeah. uh, you know. I'm kind of glad they're taking time to make sure they got it right. Yeah. I'm in that sense. I am. I agree with you. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, there are, there are things that they might have to get worked out on this. Like, um, what if you're like me and tend to be a little bit fidgety? Uh, you don't, I mean, the difference between (laughs) the accessibility double tap and this double tap uh, there might be a little bit less room for error. Um, I mean, we haven't used it in the wild, so I mean, it's all speculation at this point, right? But, um, I mean, we'll find out with seventeen point one uh, with the few of us who are upgrading. Yeah, great on, on iOS. Uh, Jill, do you have an Apple Watch? I wasn't sure yep. if you did or not. I have an Apple Watch. Two. I'm probably going to wait till 10 to get the next Apple Watch. Um, so I'm going to sure. skip nine. But my first thought was we went from this to that. So, <laughs> you know, shocks. But I agree. I am fidgety. I tried the accessibility and I just kept doing inadvertent things and I turned it off because I just I, yeah. I do all sorts of things. But I think it's a great feature. And again, I'm glad Apple's making sure that it's right. Yeah, no, there's no question because a lot others would out there would uh, release the really quick here. So, um, and uh, 
let's go ahead and move on. We're going to move on to the topics this week. Uh, uh, first off, uh, beta, there is no beta because uh, we're in iOS 17 just got released. So uh, like Ben mentioned, we can anticipate. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck does not do beta at all. And uh, he's mm-hmm. glad that, uh, that it gets gone for, for just a brief moment because we know 17.1 is going to get released. Uh, probably next week uh, as we record here. So, but it's, there is some very important updates. If you have already updated to, to iOS uh, 17, 17.0.1 is, uh, is, is out. And this is, has some pretty serious uh, uh, security updates that need to be run. Uh, it, it is very important to run this right now. If you, if you are running uh, uh, iOS uh, 17, uh, in fact, uh, iOS 16.7 was dropped as well. So you want to make sure if you're still running 16 to run that update as well, because there's uh, some pretty serious uh, vulnerabilities that they're that these are fixing. Interesting the, uh, fact that that they uh, for the iPhone 15, which a couple of us here are going to be getting tomorrow, is going to be with 17.0.2 uh, because uh, it's addressing some even more vulnerabilities that was specifically related to the iPhone 15. So you, you got any thoughts on that, Ben? Yeah, if there's a security update, download it immediately. Yep, agreed, agreed. Chuck, did you update the IM17 yet? Or are you still holding off? No, no, I went to 17, and uh, it the transition was very, very smooth. And then they yeah. bring 17.0.1 today. So I haven't done that, but yeah, with that kind of update, it seems like it it has to be security related. So I will be doing that it, after it the was show. Quick. Um. They did do it on Mac OS as well. Mac uh, Ventura's 13.6 dropped today. I we just did those I just did those updates earlier today. Did them for work for, for my work machines as well. Uh uh as well as Sonoma, uh they released the second candidate for the release the release candidate that that all that includes uh those security fixes. So, yeah, so some pretty serious stuff, a lot of a lot of updates even the older Mac OS uh, like Monterey and Big Sur and uh those those releases had some updates as well because so so Apple took this very seriously and made sure that we get these patched at iPad OS as well. Um so uh go out there, update it. Very important to do that. So so I wanted to hit a little bit about uh what was what all the new features and everything that's that that's come come out in uh, iOS 17. Um sounds like Chuck, you've only had it in your hands for what maybe a day or two. So uh uh what what's kind of been your first impressions of iOS 17 uh, since you upgraded? Um, stable. Uh, a couple interesting things. One interesting thing that happened to me was that when you it walks you through and asks you to pick a photo for yourself or whatever. So I picked a photo for myself, and suddenly it updated uh, all my photos across all my other devices too. I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, that's interesting. I you know, and not a not a big thing, just sort of unexpected. Um, and, and I'm still learning the, the proper titles of some of the features, but the, uh, what is, what are they called? Visual voicemail or the voice th- thing mm-hmm. where, um, I've had that, I, 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 it pops up and says, do you want to use this? And it's like, oh yeah. And so I've didn't answer a call today and it said someone's leaving you a message. So I was able to just w- watch as they were speaking. Didn't mean, that cool? Yeah, it didn't mm-hmm. mean I answered the phone um, because it was somebody yeah. I didn't want to talk to. But the point is that, yeah, it it works. And it's one of those nice new little features. 
Um, trying to think any, oh, well, I don't want to steal the thunder. I saw what's coming up in the, uh, in your notes. So that's, that's a whole nother thing we can talk about, but yeah, overall, my experience has been very, very positive. Um, and I, like, I, and I was one of the, not skeptics. I'm just one of the very cautious people who wants to wait a day sure. or two and, and there were no reports of any problems. And so I did it and not, not looking back. Well, you, Jill, and, and Ben, you both have been on beta since since iOS 17 came out. So this is all this is all nothing new to you to you guys. That you have anything to add before I I'm gonna we're gonna dig in a little bit to some of the features that uh, that are out there as well as some tips. Uh, uh, but well, Jill, what do you think first? Is how, how how did you think it went for this beta cycle? I thought it went really well. I joined in somewhere around public beta five, I think it was. So it was later in the process. Okay. Um, but it's been great. I haven't run into any problems and I use this phone and my iPads for lots of things. And I've been, sure. I know it's considered to be a smaller update, but I like the things in there, particularly I'm a widget fan. So interactive widgets yeah. mm-hmm. now I'm making stickers every three seconds. So it's been great for me. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff Gammon, uh, he he already did it for his cat and has been sharing his stickers around <laughs> some text text already with us. So it's 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 really been kind of cool to be able to do that. And they, even the stickers they come with, the stock stickers are kind of fun to play with. And uh, so I agree with you on that. Um, ben, again, you as well have been running it since since the beginning. What's what's been standing out for you so far? Well, I mean, first off, it has been extremely stable since the first. Uh, even the first developer builds. Uh, the only thing that never really worked for me at the beginning was the new voicemail system, uh, which mm-hmm. is now rock solid. But uh, the one thing I really never got to play with in beta because the apps weren't available were those new interactive widgets. And they really changed the way I interact with the system. Yep. Then you have kind of the other little things like uh, being able to tag your pets. Yep. And then you have some of the other very interested, interesting things, um, especially when you upgrade to the brand new iPhones, like updated Metal, Metal FX. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, it's getting to the point where we're not as much in different Apple OSs as we're just kind of different flavors interfaces within the Apple ecosystem. Ecosystem. I can't talk today. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the features that stood out. I, I mean, we could be here, could be here for hours. I'm, I'm yep. only, I only pu- pulled out some, some notable ones that are, that are of interest here. The first yeah. thing is you'll notice right away when you get a phone call, oh boy, the buttons, we mentioned this during the beta cycle when, when, and everybody was in uproar when the, the end button got moved to the right and oh no, you can't do that. So uh, now it includes uh, audio FaceTime mute and adding somebody, the end and the keypad. And you know what? I'm not complaining much about it. I think this is actually more convenient because it was always a pain to have to switch between a keypad and, and the, uh, and, uh, back to the phone when you could just tap the button now and get to it. Same thing. If you wanted to tap into FaceTime, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think people will get used to this. The, 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 I, I've done a few phone calls already and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty solid. Um, uh, Chuck, have you tried this yet? Are you, are you going to get another phone calls? Yeah. I, in fact, 
I'm one of those strange people who uses my phone as a phone as opposed to anything else. <laughs> um, I, I love the idea that they've moved the buttons to the bottom. It took me about two calls to get adjusted to that. And then it's like, this is right. great because now this border, this, this is pretty close to one handed operation if I want it to be. Whereas yeah. before there was no, no, no hope for it. Um, I think the, the ad, the ad button being changed from merge makes a lot of sense because merge mm-hmm. sounds like you already had to have two calls established and then try to figure out. So this is much more obvious. It's a subtle thing, but you know, for, for folks who maybe are new to this or haven't used that feature before, I think they're much more likely to now. Um, but for, for all the controversy over all oh, that, you know, they're, they're moving the buttons and everything. Yeah. Okay, fine. But there was a good reason for it. And yeah, I, I'm fine, fine with it. Yep. Sounds like everybody's in agreement that they, they, they have no issues with this, uh, this new layout. I'm, I agree too. It, like, like anything, it change is inevitable. You got to get used to it. And I think Apple did a good job of making it very easy. Uh, Chuck just talked about the live transcripts on, on, on voicemail. I, no, don't be, but I, I want to just hit again. I, I, I did, I did a little demo. I just did it because I have two iPhones I could play with. So, uh, uh, so I started talking into the one and it's like, wow, this is really cool being able to see that. I mean, it's going back to the old days of us having answering machines mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> screen the calls that way on tape and then you can just pick the phone up to talk to them well here it's all electronic and being able to you, know, you, you just do the swipe of answering the call and then they, they you answer it if you want to mm-hmm. uh, and you know then uh i watched a number of, of this uh influencers one of them is the, the, talking to their mom and and the mom says uh oh I, I was leaving a message i didn't know you could answer this and this yeah oh you were screening my calls huh let's <laughs> yeah i had to yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh so I, I think this is something that was long overdue. I mean, this has been around for a while on, on Android, I hate to say, but it's true. I mean, Apple had really delayed this for a long time. But, you know, again, like we always say, I think Apple wanted to get it done, get it right and, and make sure that it worked flawlessly. Uh, uh, so far, you know, I think we, we, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see that if, it, if anything is of a, a failure. Do you, you have one something to add there, Jill? Yeah, I was going to say, I just got a job in Sacramento. And so people call me from Sacramento all the time. And I just got this mm-hmm. number that I didn't recognize. And I answered it in fear that it was one of my coworkers. And it turned out to be some dude who wanted to ask me if I wanted to play golf. And <laughs> I then if I had the screening feature, I could have just ignored it. <laughs> so I'm excited yeah, about I'm this. Not... Yeah. 1990s yeah, yeah. I mean... machine. Same thing. Yeah, we get you know the spam callers that you're getting, and you just mm-hmm. d- just ignore it, and you know, and some leave messages, some don't. Of course, it's usually recorded. Yeah. So, but did you have another thought? That, uh, but yeah, Joe, if if he calls back, send him my way. I'd love to play. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> there you go. You have to go to Sacramento <laughs> to play golf with him, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's small price to pay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on this, Ben? I mean, it, it's. Yeah, I mean, it kind of takes me back to the early 2000s or the 90s, but um, yeah, yeah I, I'm one of those people that um, does not answer their phone. I, w- I want to know exactly why you're calling before I talk to you. So uh, if this is something urgent, this feature saves me a callback. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, for sure. So good stuff. Good stuff. Um, messages. There was a lot of good improvements in messages. Um, I didn't, I just kind of note noted one here that uh, this week, and again, we'll be 
the ne- next number of episodes will be hitting a lot of I'll be more and more tips uh, on what's going on, what happened, and what we got some improvements. But the Messages app, I really love this. Is this is all the apps in one place? I mean, yeah. the, in iOS 16, you always do. You tapped in to start the message, and then you had all those buttons down there, and like you know, you got scrolling back and forth. Well, now there's a plus button right next to it, and you just tap that plus button, and then all the apps are available right there. Um, and, uh, you know, it starts with the camera and it, it goes from there when it comes to, uh, the stickers and photos. And if you're doing Apple cash, any audio locations, that kind of stuff. So, um, I've really found this to be, uh, of, of a good use. Uh, Chuck, have you tried this? What do you, what do you think this on this one? I have not tried this. This didn't, um, I mean, unfortunately, you know, during a work day, it's kind of difficult to play with things. So I've, I was interacting with some of the new features sort of as they, they were thrown at me. Sure. Um, and, and, and I, but that's, that's kind of the thing I liked about it because there was nothing that, and, and I have not kept up necessarily with all the beta rumors and everything. So it was really nice to, to find these little new features and say, I don't have to be trained or look up how to use this. It's right here in front of me. I know there, there are other things I'm going to have to go dig into, but yeah, I, it's these little incremental changes that I think I, I, I love about this particular version of the iOS, at least the ones I've run into. And I know they're more for me to play with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ben, sounds like you've, you've, you've taken advantage of this quite, quite extensively. Oh yes. Um, in iOS 16 and earlier to the point where they app, where they introduced those iMessages apps, uh, the interface was kind of a dumpster fire. This is very easy to use, um, very well thought out, and especially when you're sending, uh, say, photos to your friends or family, or at, or here in the example, Apple Cash, it it goes from cluttered to dead simple. Yeah, it's the list is just beautiful. It's a nice. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, well-designed list that just that just pops up on the left side of the screen, and you, and you just swipe up to scroll through. And there's a number of apps. If the app supports it, it mm-hmm. uh, it'll be included. Um, but uh, one tip I will add is being now you have the ability to actually customize this even further, and it's really easy. Uh, the way you do that is you go into settings under Messages, and then you select the iMessages apps. And once you go in there, it's very sim- similar to a lot of other uh, like. Uh, uh, location and uh and privacy where you can turn a lot of those off the lists are very similarly designed but you can go through here it says included with an app and you can go start turning off all these apps you would probably never use um uh, uh, as as far as uh um as far as uh these apps go because there's a number in here that i would never use i mean i mean it's even got restaurants and uh espn i mean i might pose that wasn't allowing those ebay's even here uh, you know, Dropbox. So there, if, if you find that you use these apps, that's great. But then if you don't turn them off, because then the list gets much more truncated and then you don't have to scroll through all of them all the time. I mean, as you see, uh, I'll have a, a, a picture in the show notes here. Uh, you'll see that, you know, the standard ones that are used a lot, camera photos, the stickers, Apple cash, audio location, you just tap the more button and then you get to these. So I'm, I'm really pleased to see that they, uh, that they did a good, nice job of customizing this. Uh, uh, very easily. So, uh, have you tried this, Jill? Have you done gone to this? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I told you I was making stickers left and right. So I'm 
enjoying that. I'm enjoying sending them on messages, the pictures and having everything right there. It is a huge UI fix to something that was just kind of messy before. And I'm yeah. excited. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that was, I, I found to be interesting and they were, they were spouting it off was standby mode or standby. It's a nice new full screen experience. Basically what you can do is you turn your phone on its side, which would be to, uh, landscape mode. And, uh, and I tried it out uh, for the first time this week because I have it at bedside and put it, I do have a, a wireless charging stand. I had a, it's, it's used to being on the, in the, in the portrait mode. So I had to put it to the side and kind of move it around to make sure it was charging. Uh, but once it does, it, it comes up and it gives you these beautiful, uh, beautiful screens, uh, including the, 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 the most common one is the, uh, with the clock on one side and the, and the calendar on the other side, a full month calendar. Um, so, and, and you can swipe through all those and, and pick whatever you'd like. Uh, you can have one that's just a big giant clock. Um, and it'll have photos. If you want the photos to flip through, um, it'll have music if you want to, to have music sitting there and, and it's right there on that screen. Uh, the nice thing too, is that at night it adjusts to the, uh, to the lighting. So, so once you, once you do it, um, it's very useful in this case. I think this is a kind of an interesting thing. Um, I don't, I don't Chuck, have you tried this yet? Yeah, I did, David. And the one thing that I'm not quite clear on, and I admit, I I was trying to sleep, so I didn't really take it take, take, have a lot of time to play with it. But um, I found that in the middle of the night, it turned off. And oh, okay, and then you know I rolled over, and but it was almost like it knew I was looking at it because then it turned back on right before my eyes. So hmm. I don't know quite what's going on there. So now I'm a little paranoid about my iPhone watching me sleep. We may be back to that encrypt text messages, um, yeah. but I, I do want to play with it. But I, like you said, the display itself is gorgeous. And the fact that you can tweak it in so many ways is, again, I'm looking forward to just finding the one that's right for me and finding out if that, that particular, there's got to be a thing in there somewhere. But then again, maybe right. that's, maybe that's a battery saving mode thing. I don't know. Well, it's charging, so it, there really shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, there really shouldn't yeah. be a concern with that. So, and, and I, w- uh, I will add too. I don't know if any if anybody else has tried this or cares, but um, it is not just a MagSafe feature. It uh, it works just fine with my Anchor Qi charger. Um, so okay. it, you know, yeah, any it, charging, yeah. So anything that'll let you put it landscape, um, it will work mm-hmm. with. Yep. No, I agree. Um, so another great feature that they've added than something, I mean, cause there's times, I mean, I finally gave up. I used to have an old uh, iHome charger that I would set my phone on and they had a clock next to it. And of course this was, this device had the clock that you touched to get it to come up and there'd be times I touch it. And of course it's like blinding bl- bright and you had no real control of it. So once I, I had enough of that, so I retired it, but this, this is really going to come in handy for me uh, bedside uh, when it comes to that. So, um, FaceTime, they've now added an uh, awesome feature in you being able to have the ability to record an audio or video if when a call is missed. So, you know, like we used to do before in previous I, previous iOS and 16 and, and earlier, um, that uh, you couldn't leave a message. You couldn't leave a message. You just said, you know, you can call back later and that's the end of it. So now it's kind of a fun thing. You can actually leave a video, uh, a video voicemail. voicemail, I guess we really want to call it that. Uh, so you can do audio or video when you, when that calls missed and they can come back and be able to watch what you had to say. And then you can go back and then they can call you back. I think it's kind of a neat feature. 
any of the, have, have any use? I haven't really tried this yet. I don't know if any of you have you have tried this yet. I looked at it primarily because I get voicemails left for me that it will say, so I say, Hey, I'm Jill, leave a message. And that's my voicemail. And then half the people are like, yeah, Sam, are you going to go play golf with me tonight? And then I'll be like, Sam, I said, Jill. So I thought (laughs) this is going to stop all those wrong voicemail messages. Yep. Um, So definitely, definitely a a cool thing that's, that's going to be happening. Uh, Jill, you really, you've been talking a lot about custom stickers. Why don't you tell a little bit more of what, what your experience has been with custom stickers and what you've been doing with them? Well, what's nice about it is if it's a live photo, you can take it out and becomes an animated sticker. So I have my bird, my friend and I were hiking and I photobombed her. So I was waving behind her. And so I turned that into a sticker (laughs) and I, in every photo where she's pointing at me and telling my, you know, not to take my picture, I took that out and made a sticker. So so I've been doing all sorts of fun things with it. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, I'm not. Yeah, I'll be interested to get my family. Yeah, yeah I wasn't much for stickers, but now that I can personalize them to my own photos, it's great. Yeah, I think I'm going to show how the, my family how how to use it because my my sister-in-laws and my, my wife, I, they're going to have a blast with this once they uh, start realizing what it does and be setting be stickers left and right. Uh, it's going to be fun. Did you try it at all, Ben? Um, I haven't. I I don't have well I didn't have anybody else who was on iOS 17 to use it. Well, and beyond that, we've got us. <laughs> I think it works on everybody because my friend wasn't on, yes. on 17 and it worked. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm not much. I'm not that big of a sticker guy, honestly. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, and so uh, check it out. I think it's going to be neat. Um. Again, there's tons more features, and we're going to cover this over the next couple episodes here. But uh, one of the things I want to be notate is the fact that there are some features that were not launched. Uh, we've talked about them before, but I wanted to mention them again. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, they're probably going to be uh, released in the next couple months. Uh, the first one is the journal app. Uh, this is going to be able to give you the ability to uh, reflect on your day and your memories, complete text, photos, auto recordings, all that stuff. It's going to be interesting to see where that goes um, uh, with that. I, it wasn't even available in beta, so I don't know. And you, you guys were, were beta testing, didn't have the option to be able to try it. So it's probably going to come out the next versions, like probably, I don't know about 17.1 or 17.2 beta, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Um, I was the other one is, uh, cl- I was going to say, Go I was ahead, excited so- about that. I have some auto ju- journal where it shows where I was at. And mm-hmm. I thought if I could have something like that, where it brings in my photos, my locations, maybe everything that Apple really knows about me, but doesn't sell, I would love some sort of a journal if it ends up being a very automatic journal. And then I just type a few words of my own in, you know, I ate at this restaurant. I went hiking in this place and here's a picture and the temperature was 30 degrees great yeah yeah so um one feature that i was going to talk touch i just realized i missed it um and uh it'll I'll kind of tie this into what's going to be coming later this year is the air dropping of contacts and photos by bumping phones i think that is so cool i tried it uh the other day with the two phones i have mm-hmm. and you know you put each phone next to each other uh, top to top and all of a sudden it's just blah, 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 a little blubble and all of a sudden off the photo that you took and you wanted to send to somebody automatically goes there. It's the same thing with airdrop. It, it, it prompts you, do you want to accept this uh, photo? And then you tap it 
and you accept it and it worked just beautifully. I, I thought it was a kind of a fun thing for the most part. It's not, I mean, I haven't tried it extensively. Some, some, uh, influencers were, were showing that they had potential, some problems here and there, but for the most part it works. The other thing you can do is you actually can bump phones, not only, uh, uh photos, but you can do contacts too. So doing your business card, you know, you just tap it, be able to send that to somebody just by going phone to phone. And you uh, hope that as, couple months pass everybody has ios 17 if you're ever meeting anybody at a convention or or wherever you go to um you'll not be able to do that um so the other thing that they are going to add as far as uh, something that will be released later that's related to that is being doing being able to do airdrop transfers via the internet um what this is going to do is it's going to allow you to send a contact like an image or a video to another user via airdrop but then the transfer will continue to to over internet connection if you move out of airdrop range as long as you are as long as both of you are signed into your iCloud account it should be no problem you actually can send this uh, once you've initiated it then you can walk away and it'll get there eventually so that's going to be interesting to see how that how how well that works do you guys have any comments on that <laughs> Not really, but I thought on the first thing with the contacts, I imagined us at MacStock and when you're suddenly mm -hmm. meeting 50 new people and we're all sitting right. there typing in each other's contacts, <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah. So, but yeah, even sending, uh, I do um, airdrop things to my friends and I think this is going to be nice. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you guys have? Just anxious to see how it works in practice, you know, once yeah. we, and it, because the, the, the fact that our photos especially are getting larger and larger and larger mm -hmm. as the cameras get better and better and better, the, the idea that this feels like it may be a more reliable way to make mm -hmm. sure that the photo actually actually gets there and gets there in a reasonably <laughs> timely fashion. And I know we're all becoming like super impatient. You can't wait a few seconds for yeah. a photo transfer. No, sorry. We can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so be interesting. Uh, a couple of things I'll hit real, real quickly here is uh, the iMessage contact key verification. This was, uh, Apple did preview this back in December of 2022. It does have a, a key verification security feature and supposed to be launched in 2023. What it is, is it allows you, allows users who face an extra, extraordinary digital threats, such as journalists, human rights activists, and government officials to further verify that they are messaging only the people that they intend uh, in the conversations between users uh, who have enabled the, this uh, this feature, users are alerted if it's a state-sponsored attacker or if it's a malicious uh, actor who's ever to succeed in breaching cloud servers and inserting their own device to eavesdrop on the conversation. Uh, so it's a, just basically another additional layer of security. I don't know if a lot of us would be using this, but I think this is another great thing that Apple does with security. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, this is this is fantastic for yeah. uh, basically celebrities, journalists, um, anybody who would want to have uh, a malicious actor would want to kind of slide into their DMs. Yeah. Anybody else have any any comments on that? Just um, more, last thing I'll talk. Just more security is better. Yeah, oh, it always is. It always is. Last thing I'll hit on here is uh, the next generation of CarPlay. I'm, I'm not going to be buying a car anytime soon, but I'm kind of excited to see this, uh, at least maybe in a video format, of, uh, probably about the closest I'll come to it. Um, but 
if you recall back uh, at WWDC, uh, Apple did preview the next generation of CarPlay, which will feature support of multiple displays, widgets, integrated integration with vehicle functions, as uh, including the instrument cluster, climate controls, and the radio. Um, Apple did say that the first vehicles that would be supporting this next generation CarPlay would uh, be announced later this year in 2023. Uh, they have commitments from automakers, including Acura, Audi, Ford, Honda, Jaguar, uh, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, Porsche, Volvo, and many others. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see uh, where uh, where this is uh, going to go with CarPlay. Um, they've done some improvements on CarPlay on its own. I mean, I w- we'll hit on that on, on, on another episode here, but the, 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 the CarPlay continues to evolve. Yep. I'll be anxious I'll, I'll to be- see. Oh, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Uh, I'll be happy to f- find out what that's like in 15 years when I can afford a vehicle with it. Yeah. I'm somewhat yep. shopping for cars and then whatever I buy will have CarPlay in it because that is something I really want to have. So I'm excited to see it evolve. Yeah. Yep. And, and I'm anxious to see, though, if the third party market figures out some way to add a second display to existing CarPlay systems um, as far as placement in the vehicle and you know what the capabilities are i mean i can i can envision a a box of some kind sitting between your phone and then the 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 second screen and then also plugging into the existing carplay to use your existing car's screen um uh, and i you know it would be clunky yeah but depending on just what can be projected on that second screen I can see it being very desirable. And and if someone isn't out there developing it, I'd be shocked. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see some kind of uh, aftermarket digital dash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're already coming out with the, those little small displays that they're for CarPlay. You just plug it into your, uh, plug it into your radio's USB just to get the sound part of it connected. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's it they want to retro, retrofit these older cars I and mean, they're they're coming up with some con, uh interesting ways uh, of doing it so um i'm gonna hit a few tips here there's some tips here that some of us are probably not going to know about yet and i i thought it'd be kind of fun to, to 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 run through a few of these um did you know that with two-factor authentication messages we always get those all the time when they send you a a, 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 two, a 2fa code to put in to, to authenticate that you're ac- accessing whether it's your bank or if it's a, if it's an, a website that requires that, um, you now you, know, you, you those those messages start piling up in your messages and they're, they're, they start uh, getting in the way and you have to manually delete them all. Well, now what they've done is they've added this new feature where it'll actually automatically delete them once you've used them. Um, so what you do is you go into settings under passwords and if you go under password options, uh, there's a there's a, a selection there is turn turn on cleanup automatically under the verification codes. So now the verification codes comes up, you tap them in, and then within a matter of minutes, it's gone. They erase them for you. So they've, they've automated that process, which is great. Other thing I thought was really cool is the fact in, in the Find My app now, you now can share an AirTag with somebody. So if you open up the Air open up the AirTag in Find My, you look up your list of all the AirTags that you have connected to your Find My app, uh, you can choose uh, Share This Item, and then you can pick up your friends or whoever you want to share the item with temporarily and now that air tag whatever it is that's tracking to keep the, the, the so you know where to find it and a, a friend and a, or a family member can now track it 
um, which is great. And they've really opened that up. So, so if they do that now, especially if you have husband and wife have different air, air, uh, air tags that aren't connected to their accounts, uh, you, you don't get that rogue air, air tag anymore. So now you know that like I give you my car keys and if that air tag isn't connected to your account, then they mm-hmm. won't say that you have a, you have an air tag that's not yours. Um, so, um, other feature here I thought was kind of interesting, you know, with music and Apple music, they have uh, what's called crossfade. So, you know, when you're, you're listening to one song and it's going to crossfade ne- into the next song, well, you have control of this now. If you go into, into Apple music settings, which is under settings, music, and then under crossfade, there's a bar across that allows you to be able to uh, toggle between, between I think two seconds, all the way up to seven or eight seconds. So giving you a little more granular control of the way the where music crossfades between uh, the two tracks. Um, which I think is kind of fun that, that you're, you're able to do that. So another good tip I thought was was kind of cool. Uh, then the last one was uh, Hallelujah. They have Ping My Watch. So in Control Center, you now can go into Control Center and be able to actually add Ping My Watch. I tried it and my watch pinged. It was great. All those times you, I, I set my watch down somewhere and I can't find it. And uh, now you not only do you have the option to ping your iPhone you know, with uh, with the Apple Watch, now you can reverse it. Now the iPhone can ping uh, your watch uh, and be able to uh, and be able to find it. So, yeah. so we got some cool things. Tons more. I mean, my gosh, there's there's so many other new tips that we're, everybody's finding out there, and I thought these kind of stood out. Um, and I hope you guys try these because uh, and those listening try these because uh, they're they're really going to be uh, really helpful and, and beneficial to you. Anything else you guys want to add on these tips? Uh, uh, that last one, I've mm-hmm. used it a lot. <laughs> so you've tried. I mean, I only tried it when it was on my wrist. So sometimes on it, but I didn't try it yet. But it works fine because I know I'm assuming it does because it's as long as it's in the uh, it's in the vicinity. Uh, it should be able to ping it, right? Yeah, I have cats, so they tend to knock this off the nightstand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it gets behind the nightstand, and you can't find it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to ping say, it a few to- dozen times. Yeah, I was going to say this. This is an interesting feature to me that I don't think I will ever use because mm-hmm. I now I don't have Ben's animal situation, um, and that <laughs> that sounds like a completely legitimate use. But uh, yeah, I'm, I always set my phone down somewhere and can't find it. Um, right. But you know, the, my watch, my watch comes off the charger, goes on my wrist, stays there until it goes back on the charger. I don't think there've yeah. been four times that I sit my watch down somewhere and then can't find it. In in the years I've had an Apple, all the years I've had an Apple Watch. So this is one of those f- for me. This is one of those features like okay, that's nice, but I don't get it. So, yeah, well, I, I, there's many times I, I put my watch down, like I was getting dressed. I was it's on, on a, on a nightstand or on a bed or, you know, got buried in blankets or, you know, like in, in Ben's case, his cat knocked it over and probably was playing with it too. Almost um, daily. That, the, yeah. I lost that, it in uh, a tent once. Somehow there you go. off the charger and I was wondering where it was. <laughs> and you were like, oh my God, how am I going to find it? <laughs> well, now we've got that. Yeah. That uh, so there's good some good examples for you, uh, Chuck. I know you mm-hmm. you're, you're in a tent all the time, so you you you, you want to <laughs> case you drop it. I've, I've been <laughs> yeah, well, never mind. Leave it alone. 
I'm really uh, enjoying iOS 17 and and Sonoma. Yeah. These upgrades this year upgrade feels like it's bringing me closer to people, being able to share things with people more. And yeah. I think that's what I said about Apple. Is Apple tries to get out of your way and just let you do the things you want to do. And I think this yeah. upgrade gives you a ton of things to try that with. Yeah, it's it not. And go ahead. It's not anything really big and flashy this year. It's just a bunch yeah. of little things that make sense. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And a number of these items went over, I, I think made sense. There's some good, some really good additions to, uh, to this. So, and so, the stability yeah. factor too, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, we, we've talked about this and I know this is in touch with iOS, but I'm anxious to nope. see what happens with Sonoma. Because I think that this may be another one of those, hopefully one of those years where, yeah, there are a couple of nice new little features um, that are iterative and they're nice, but I really am looking for the stability. And so mm-hmm. maybe this is the year that we'll get that on on all the devices. Oil alert, it's yeah. amazing, but never upgrade your primary machine to it. Yeah. Yes. It anyway, <laughs> but it's amazing yes. and it is stable and it brings a lot of things like that too. So I'm excited. No, we'll, we'll hit on Sonoma. I mean, I've, we've talked, yeah. I, sometimes I have an in touch with Mac segment here, but we can touch yeah. on that real quick. Um, well, I found interesting. One of the app, apps that we use all the time, bartender, um, mm-hmm. that bartender five just came out. Um, they're, uh, they're not offering a version other than for Sonoma version five. So you have to stand version four if you're going to stand Ventura, which is only a, you know, one version back, which I found to be interesting that uh, they opted not to do that. But they also opted not to do Electron uh, development because they want they're using they're developing for both Windows and and Mac. So uh, so that's going to be interesting to see if if you're going to get developers like that that decide to to, to, to just develop only for Sonoma. Um, I mean, does, I I've been playing for playing with it a little bit. I have it on sp- a spare machine, so I probably hadn't played with it as much as I should. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Chuck, that, you know, that this is, I think Sonoma is going to have some things that's really going to prove it. I mean, you know, Joel, you've been using it for you know, all this time too. I'm sure you've seen some good things with it. And, uh, been too. But yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I found it to be really stable, really fixed some things that were annoying me. And I'm really impressed with it. And I think this, the difference for me is not only did it bring a lot of things to people, the end users, but you can suddenly see app developers jumping on features to get mm-hmm. their stuff into it. It made them excited yeah. to upgrade their apps to something new too. Yeah. And I think that's great. What's most important to me is the rogue Amoeba apps are they're, they're preliminarily supporting Sonoma. So we, I think we'll feel a little safer. I want to, I want to complete I want them to be completely supported before I'll be ready to upgrade the, my production machines you know, for, for podcasting. So, but it looks like, there hasn't been anything major complaints about it. It's been pretty, like you said, you guys are saying it's very stable and uh, we'll be testing it soon for work. I'll be testing it for soon for work. So we'll have to start uh, trying it out, being the guinea pig on my, on my production machine once it gets released. Uh, Cause we have to, uh, you know, make sure it's ready before we release it out in the wild. So, all right. Well, with that, let's uh, go ahead and wrap up for this week. Uh, that was a uh, what a great discussion here. And uh, like I said, we'll be talking a lot more about uh, iOS 17 next week. Uh, Chuck's going to be back. We, we got him here this week. We'll have him back next week as well. To, 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 I want to get first impressions of his his new iPhone 15 Pro Max as well as my iPhone 15 Pro Max, as well as the Apple Watch uh, Series 9. Uh, so stay tuned for that next week's episode here. 
But for now, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions uh, to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon, which is at intouchwithios. And you also can support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe when we are streaming on Thursday nights, usually 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel. This is youtube.com slash iOS. We thank uh, a number of the folks in the chat this week. I forgot to mention uh, Witherbucket as well as Cletus is in, in the chat today. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us uh, your interesting inputs. We really appreciate it. Um, you also can go to our our Flipboard magazine, uh, which is our In Touch with iOS Flipboard, which is uh, a place where we post a lot of the stories that we talk about uh, each week. That link is in the show notes. Um, you can go and, and, and actually uh, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, which, which includes Pocket Casts, Overcasts, Apple Podcasts, but, and many others. But better yet, just go to your, our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links, to all the ways to listen to us are there. And I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. And uh, Chuck Joyner, thank you so much for jumping in and uh, joining us last minute. We appreciate it. Where can people find you? Uh, hey, David. I'm glad to do it. Thank you so much for having me, as always. Uh, MacVoices.com is where you can find us. Um, we do all kind of interesting things over there, talk to all kind of interesting people. We do Mac Voices Live Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are, at YouTube.com slash TV. Uh, please join us for that uh, because it's it's always a blast to have, just like here, have people in the chats throwing in comments and questions and disputing our, our judgment. And that's always good. <laughs> um, and on all the socials, uh, you can find me as at Chuck Joyner. And on the major socials, you can also find me as at Mac Voices. But sometimes just it's 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 getting a ch- to be a challenge to try to maintain two different identities. Yes, stuff. I do it. Too. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate it. And uh, Jill McKinley, thank you for being here. What a blast to have you again. And we had a really great time. Thanks for being here. Where can people find you? Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been great to talk about tech. I have uh, other podcasts that aren't tech, and so it's fun to talk about this topic with people. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Jill at startwithsmallsteps.com, and that's my podcast. Great. And you did a couple articles for Allison Sheridan, right, yep. from Zillcast. And what was the last one you did? I, I, I remember seeing it. I did one on the microphones that I use, the Shure MV7, and then I did another one about my nature recordings last week about the Shure nice. MV88+. Plus. Nice. Go check those out. And last but certainly not least, Ben Rathick, so glad you're here as well. Where can people find you? Well, Dave, you can find me at Ben Rathig. On the complete, uh, on the far too many social networks, <laughs> uh, you can find me at Rathig.tech for my writings. I have some brand new stuff out uh, post Apple announcements. On Tuesday nights, you can find me on our special guest, Mr. Chuck Joyner's show, <laughs> Mac Voices. Uh, and then Thursday and Fridays, in addition to here, uh, you can find me on the British Tech Network for the Big and Mac shows. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. 
because we enjoyed uh, doing the show. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And until next time, we'll talk to you.